This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our country vowed to never forget 21 years ago, but those words require action. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has over 80 runs, walks, and climbs across America every year, plus dozens of more golf outings and barbecues you can be part of. There are so many ways that you can take action. Register for an event in your area or volunteer to start one. Do good and never forget by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, look, I've gotten your messages. I know, okay, look, don't panic, don't panic, okay? I got you. I know some of y'all have been pretending to know what the hell is going on with Marvel by listening to my podcast so you can tell your kids about uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision and all that. I know some of y'all have been tricking your mans into listening to my podcast, into watching the Marvel shows and all this kind of stuff. I, I know what's going on, okay? I got you, don't worry. You don't have to worry about your relationship ending with your man or your kids. I got you. Kendrick is here. I'm right here. I'm here. We're going to talk about some other Marvel 
uh, type shows that you guys can watch until Loki finally premieres in June. Now, these are not Marvel properties, but they're they're superhero adjacent or they're sci-fi-esque. There are a lot of stuff that you're going to love if you love these Marvel shows. You might love them three times even more. Some of them are so adult that uh, you better make sure the kids are in a different state when you watch them, okay? This is the bonus episode of me and you, the Housewives of Marvel 2, and this is going to be a fun one. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU, to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Listen, before my podcast, I know some of y'all, you know, your kids were asking you, do you know who Wanda is? And they were talking about the Scarlet Witch. I know you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was who Jamie Foxx played on In Living Color. No, that's not the Wanda they're talking about. Listen, I got y'all, okay? I got y'all. I got an episode for you today. You're going to love it. I'm not doing the heavy lifting on this episode. I'm actually outsourcing it to you guys. Let me tell you how this episode came about. So it's been in the works for a couple of weeks because I knew there was going to be a pretty big gap between, and I mean, we could win a year and a half without Marvel. So let me not throw that word big gap around. We we're getting a, you know, a month break off of Marvel. Now that, uh, now that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Captain America and the Winter Soldier, as we should be calling it. Now that that's ended, we have to wait a little bit for Loki. Now we were all kind of, you know, depressed i know i was at least i'm probably uh putting myself onto you guys sorry but i was super depressed i didn't know what i was gonna do but i'm like okay i love doing these bonus episodes and y'all y'all the way that y'all you know give me feedback y'all love the bonus episodes so i wanted to at least keep giving them I, i love doing two episodes a week so i'm gonna keep it going so i thought okay obviously the first thing that i could do is to tell you guys some other stuff that you could watch during this little time, maybe binge a show, watch a couple of movies, you know, a couple of different things. It wasn't until this past weekend where I was like, okay, why am I going to do this? Let me actually see what kind of stuff they like. So if you follow me on Instagram at Housewives Marvel Podcast, you know that I put up a, I don't know what you want to call it. I put up a story post. It was a different little, like little, it was a little collage. It had like, you know, kick ass and all different kinds of stuff on there. And I asked you guys, what are some of your favorite non-Marvel superhero-like or sci-fi shows and movies? The response I got was insane. Like it was overwhelming. And so I was like, okay, wow. Why don't I like, instead of me just sitting up talking the entire time, why don't I see if people want to send in comments 
about their favorite like non-Marvel thing because people are saying everything. I mean, they went of course to the Amazon shows. You know, people are like, oh, I love the boys. I love uh, Invincible. I love this. I love that. They were going over to HBO Max. They were going to uh, over to the CW. They were going everywhere. They were going to the movie theater. You know, they were going to their Voodoo accounts. They were going to it all. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let me see how many people are going to send in voice messages. Let me see if I need to solicit some uh, voice messages from my favorite podcasters and stuff like that. Because I wanted to, you know, I love a mix of uh, other podcasters and uh, listeners and everybody. I like everybody to get to know each other. So I said, you know what? Let me put it out there. And I got a ton back. So I'm like, okay, the way we're going to set this episode is I'm only going to give you a brief description about each one of these shows that I recommend. And then I'm going to let the listeners and the podcasters tell you why they like the show. And then at the end, I'm going to give you all the kind of stuff that wasn't named. I'm going to give you a quick speed round of different stuff that I love. So you know what? Let's go ahead and get it started. The first recommendation I have for you guys is a Netflix show that I love and look forward to every single season. The cast is amazing. They have great villains every season. The storytelling is great. I just love the show. It's a pretty PG-13 type of superhero show, but you know whether you love, you know, the more mature content or the younger content, yeah, I think it's great for anybody. I'm of course talking about Umbrella Academy. Now, there are, you know, graphic novels that go along with these. You don't have to read them to understand the show, but they are great graphic novels. So if you want to check them out, go to your local comic book store or, you know, cipher them off the Internet for free. You know, whatever. Not my, you know, I'm not going to judge it, judge a little bit, but I'm not going to judge it too much. Umbrella Academy, the basic kind of premise is, which is a super interesting one. If you watched my video on Instagram, then you already know kind of the premise of the show and how it goes. It's where... I think it's 43 women around the world, like all different locations and everything. They're going about their business, going about their day. They at work, they at the swimming pool, all kind of stuff. Next thing they know, boom, they're pregnant and they've given birth. Like literally like 10 minutes ago, weren't pregnant at all. And now so pregnant that they're giving birth. Really kind of crazy. None of them knew they were giving birth until labor or pregnant until labor actually began. All of this happened the exact same time on the exact same day. I think it was October 1st. Uh, I want to say the year I was born, 1989. Don't do no math, okay? Uh, ask your mom about me. Now, listen, a billionaire, no, a billionaire, trillionaire, one of them, he finds out about these kids that they were all like, because, you know, of course, this is making news like all around the world. Everyone's like, okay, what the hell is going on? This billionaire finds out about it. He's like, okay, something's got to be up. He goes around and tries to adopt as many of these kids. Keep in mind, there are 43 of them. Tries to adopt as many of these kids as he can. Only seven of the parents are willing to, you know, part ways with their kids. Now, keep in mind, uh, these women were of all different ages. So some of them were super young. So they were like, I don't want to, you know, give, I don't want to be a mama. I didn't sign up for this. I'm not even out here, you know, doing the good stuff. You got to have to have a kid. You know what I'm talking about? If your kid's in the room, uh, pause this and have the birds and bees talk. Okay. Kendrick Tucker providing education since 1989. Anyway, he goes around, he manages to get seven of them. And the entire premise of the show, or at least the first season is they're all adults. Now, you know, it, he grooms them to be kind of superheroes because they all have 
very unique abilities. But later on, the whole kind of premise or the pilot of the show is he's died. And so they all come back together and the leader feels that he's been murdered. So now they're trying to figure out, okay, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, what's going on with dad? What do we got to do? Umbrella Academy. Check it out. I think it's a really like an amazing watch. It's got some great people on the show. If y'all remember Game of Thrones, the guy Dickon Tarly, who was Sam Tarly's brother, not the original one, the one they replaced him with that was like two times his height. He's actually the leader. He plays a character called Luther. And if you ain't watched Game of Thrones, child, what you doing? Well, just don't watch that last season. Trash. But anyway, let me actually, I'm going to throw it over to Arturo, who loves Umbrella Academy. And he wants to tell you guys why he loves it, because it's so it's such a, a diverse cast, diverse show, different personality types, everything. Let me throw it over to Arturo. Hey, this is Arturo talking about why I like the Umbrella Academy so much. So I really enjoy the concept of a family of superhero siblings, all of whom diff- represent different archetypes. Uh, the leader, the outcast, the rebel. You know, it's always fun to like pick the character that you identify with. Um. Also, as somebody who is not a comic book reader, but it enjoys comic book movies and shows, um, I like that the the franchise, the com- the Umbrella Academy franchise, is so new. Uh, it's uh, there's there's not that much lore, so it's easy to go back and catch up and never feel like I'm lost. That's actually a great point that he made. I know a lot of you, uh, maybe not the people that found my account, but like people that I've like become friends with because of like maybe they watch the Bravo shows or the reality shows, the own shows, you know, all different reality TV or scripted TV that I, uh, I'm sorry, unscripted TV that I talk about. They always say like, you know what? I've always wanted to get into Marvel, but I just feel like it's too late. Like they're too deep into it. I know that's intimidating for some, but if you got the time, you know, go watch you some Marvel. Go watch all the Marvel things, all the Marvel things that they'll give you. But if you are intimidated by it, The Boys is literally only two seasons right now. There's a spinoff on the way, though. They're about to do a spinoff show based on this one. So go ahead and watch those two seasons while you can. Get into it. You're going to love it. I promise you. (sighs) just watch it. I mean, there's a character for everyone, a plot line. I didn't even tell you like the main plot line that the whole season is based off of. You find it out at the end of episode one. So I'm not going to ruin that for you, but just go check it out. It's on Netflix. I know all of y'all have a Netflix subscription. It's probably going up to uh, 38.92 a month by the time you hear this podcast. So go ahead, hurry up and watch it before they raise the the fee again. And you, uh, before you cancel that shit like I do, hell. Next up, we're going to jump into the Arrowverse. Now, I could tell you to just go ahead and watch the Arrowverse from start to finish, but that's about 58 shows, uh, 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 1,000 seasons, uh, 20 episodes per season. It's a lot, so I'm not going to tell you to do that. But there is a new entry, literally only five episodes in right now because they've taken a break. They'll be back in a month or so, I think. Uh, we're talking about Superman and Lois on the CW. They're part of the Arrowverse. And if you don't know, the Arrowverse is basically the DC comic shows that are on CW. So the reason I'm actually recommending this is because I'll admit Samaj from the, uh, me, I am canceled podcast. 
He told me to watch it with him. You know, I love anything DC and Marvel. Well, I'm shout. Let me stop lying. I love anything Marvel. DC, you be trying a lot, especially the DCEU, but that's a conversation for another day. Don't try me. Try your mama. Try Jesus. How about that? I really, the reason I was not looking forward to it is because, like, how many times are we going to tell Superman's story? Like, seriously. I was like, okay, not, I'm I'm not, I'm going to watch it because, you know, we're going to talk about it and all that kind of stuff. So I'll watch it, but I'm not looking forward to it. I was actually shocked because I'll go ahead and tell you, like, the premise, the premiere episode, they don't, I'm thinking they're going to spend the whole season, like, fleshing these characters out with, uh, you know, oh my God, he's Superman has to grow up. He has to meet Lois. He has to get the job at the the uh, the Daily Planet and all this kind of shit. It wasn't that though, which actually made me really happy. They did all of that literally within the first five minutes of the episode. So you literally get them as a couple already and with their kids. Now I know you're probably thinking in the comics, kids. What do you mean? Yeah, they have twin boys on this show. So if you're a comic book reader, that should already tell you it's a little bit of a, a retcon. So you can jump into it and kind of figure out, you know, obviously whenever a superhero has kids, you have to wonder, okay, are they super powered? Are they not? What's going on? Are they going to kill somebody? Are they evil? Are they good? You know, you got to wonder a lot of things. So you got to do that twice with two different characters. So as far as Superman origin stories go, this one is a fresher take than I've seen in a while. So I'm really actually like this one I can actually get behind. I'm so tired of telling the same Clark Kent story. I don't know what to do. But here we actually get a full adult Clark Kent uh, uh, working his nine to five, going on, trying to see what's happening, struggling and surviving good times, keeping your head above water. You know, he he really, he out there. So that one I, I can actually get behind this show. And it's, they do a good job because the name of the show is, of course, Superman and Lois so they actually do a very good job of telling both of these characters story because I don't think we've ever gotten Lois that much of the forefront before historically she's always been kind of you know they put her in the typical kind of uh oh god what like the typical like uh supporting character of the strong man you know not really fleshing her out too much they just really kind of had her there she's the damsel in distress and all this kind of stuff you know she falls out of the airplane he goes to get her and how the hell she fall out of the airplane but you know they you know superhero movies hell but you know he catches her and all this kind of stuff but we're actually seeing like someone else who has their own career own mind own everything a whole fully formed character also living a life like other than just being a mom and just being a wife so I mean, check it out. It's worth checking out. It's only five episodes right now. If you like those Arrowverse shows like Green Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, you know, all this stuff, then give it a try. I mean, it's not going to hurt you. Let me throw it over to Samaj from the Me, I Am Council podcast because he's actually the one that got me to sit down and watch the premiere. And then I actually started watching it week to week. So let me throw it over to him. Hey Kendrick, this is Samaj from the Me I Am Cancel podcast, and I want to tell you why I like Superman and Lois. So I'm up for anything Superman anytime. I love DC. Yes, I'm famously a DC lover, as you know, and I was really excited when we got Superman and Lois because um, it was a reimagining of the Man of Steel, a story that we've seen probably like what a thousand times by now, but it really gave us the drama 
and the true character development. And it's kind of almost like, remember how, like, you know, growing up, we'd always wonder, like, oh, like, you know, like, what is, like, you know, like, Britney Spears, like, when she's not, you know, performing? What is, you know, Tim Tebow, like, when he's not out there on the field, you know, hit, hitting, hitting the goals and getting the touchdown? What is Kobe like, you know, like, when he's at home with the kids? So, like, Superman always gives you that look of, okay, what is Superman like at home with the kids? It's like, you know, when the cameras go down, when they roll cut, it's like, this is what he's like. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, like behind the scenes of like your favorite actor, of like your favorite celebrity, you know, anytime they get those little magazine clippings, here's a day in the life of like Brad Pitt, here's a day in the life of, you know, Angelina Jolie. I don't know why I'm giving you early 2000s pop stars and actors and actresses, but you know. So Superman and Lois gives you that kind of peel back, like, oh, like, what is my celebrity? What is Superman really like? So that's why I really like it, because it really goes into the character development of him. We see him as a dad. We see him struggle with being a father and trying to be a man of steel. And we're really, really just going deep into the family of it all, the drama of it all, if you will, because, you know, CW does drama. So I really like that they are giving me that, and they are giving it to me by the way of Mr. Tyler Ho Chi Minh, a.k.a. Tyler Hecklin. I can't read, I can't spell, so that's how, that's how we got there. This is Samaj, and I'm done speaking. Love you, Kendrick. Superman and Lois comes on on Tuesday nights. It hasn't returned yet, but it's coming back in a few weeks. It, retur- it, it comes on on Tuesday nights, and how do I know that? Because while it was airing, I actively chose to hate watch the Real Housewives of Dallas instead. Now, do I regret this decision? Yes. Yes, I do. I hate myself so much. But regardless, check it out when it comes back. I think you'll like it. New take on Superman. Or if you don't like it, hell, just stop watching and go watch Henry Cavill's Man of Steel. You'll be okay. Next up is a movie that some of my friends were surprised I ranked as high up on my list as I did. Only a few of them, though, because real comic book fans actually love the movie. I'm talking about, ooh, do I want to say the real title or just what we know? I'm talking about Birds of Prey, which is the Harley Quinn movie. It's called Birds of, I can't even say this long shit. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Now, yes, some of you might not have liked the the movie as much as others. I think it is the perfect representation of what you would assume a comic book movie would be. I've always said this, and I've always thought that visually, it was one of the most eye-catching, whether it's superhero-related or not, one of the most eye-catching movies that I've ever seen. Their use of colors and everything in this movie is just amazing. The scene where they go into the you know the, the police office and... She has that confetti gun and all the kind of stuff. I don't want to ruin everything, but I mean, that's nothing to really ruin. But just the colors in that scene alone, the way they actually use that to make a fight scene and they use water and all, it's, it's amazing. I love this movie, at least even if I don't like I can listen to it. on I can watch it on mute, like just watch it and just like watch the colors and everything. I feel like my dog would be just in heaven watching all these colors flying everywhere. Actually, it wasn't his colorblind. I don't know what the fuck. I don't, I don't know about dogs. Okay, leave me the fuck alone. Look, I love this movie for a lot of different reasons. It was what I feel a much better 
I don't know. It was a much better follow up than the original. And by that, I mean Suicide Squad 2016 did not do what it was supposed to do. I mean, it's one of those movies that when it's on, I always have it on in the background, like if it's on TV. But it's nothing that, like, I'm not going to rank it high on anybody's comic book list. So this actually, she portrayed the character so well of Harley Quinn that she went and pitched the movie's Birds of Prey to uh, Warner Brothers. And they were like, okay, let's do it. They gave her, you know, they they let her free range. She uh, got the the writers on board and all that kind of stuff. She executive produced Margot Robbie, of course, who I'm talking about. Amazing. I just love it because I would imagine, like, if you ask the kid what they think a comic book movie would look like, I feel like it would look just like Birds of Prey. The use of colors, the uh, the animation that she like has in her voice and her movements and everything. The, the, you know, the many characters, how the villains are, are villains, but definitely have like a, a hilarious kind of side to them. How it's so, it's so forward moving that we actually have like a full, cause I feel like we don't see many full all female superhero teams really. And so I love actually seeing it on screen. They picked an amazing cast to actually do it. I love, like, this isn't a movie that I just watch, like, when it's on TV. I actively say, like, oh, it's a Birds of Quick, it's a Birds of Prey kind of night. I'm going to do it. You see this movie title has been tripping me up the entire time. I get tongue-tied every time I talk about this movie. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but regardless, I hope they do end up doing a sequel to this movie because I do love it. I think if they just focus on the Birds of Prey, that'd be great, but I would love Harley Quinn involved with it in some way. I don't know. Love the movie. Check it out. I'm actually going to throw it over to Ashley, who, when I look to see what all kind of stuff people were talking about, because I asked, you know, what are some of your favorites? And a lot of the stuff that people were naming were some of my favorites, too. And I was so happy to see a few people say Birds of Prey. And so when I reached out to her, she was, I mean, like, I love this response that I got from her because it's literally all of my feelings wrapped up into one. So let me throw it over to Ashley. Hey Kendrick, it's Ashley from Nashville. We have been loving your weekly Marvel content and so we were so bummed when Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, as it's properly titled, was over and we wouldn't be getting your bonus episodes anymore. But I was so excited when I heard you were going to be doing non-Marvel content on Saturdays uh, for the foreseeable future. And I was even more excited when you were going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite superhero movies, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. That movie is amazing for so many reasons. Um, First of all, being that it is a true comic book movie. I read somewhere that Margot Robbie and the producers and writers really got together and read tons of comic books about Harley Quinn and got ideas, which I think is so cool. And you can totally see it in the movie, right? All the awesome colors and the quirky characters and the ridiculous fight scenes um, and just hilarious overall content. Um, It's just so awesome. And I also like that it is a girl gang through and through. It was written, directed, produced, starred in by all women. And You can totally tell the difference, right, when you compare Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn in that movie versus the, don't even make me say it, but Suicide Squad version. That movie was so disappointing. I digress. Um, 
in Suicide Squad, she was totally just this scantily clad lunatic sidekick with barely any backstory or plot whatsoever. And in this movie, she is just fully developed, fully hilarious. You get her total backstory and you get to see her in all her glory. And also, it's just not this ridiculous man's version of a superhero, right? So normally they are barely wearing anything, flipping around, doing crazy stuff with hair down to their butt cracks that you're like, this would literally never happen. Um, But in this movie, they just have like total feminine touches. And the perfect example is the one of the last fight scenes when the whole girl gang is just kicking ass in that fun house. And, you know, they're doing all kinds of crazy stunts. And one of the women's like whipping her long hair around and she turns around and the other girl gives her a hair dye. I mean, that is really what ladies do when we're kicking ass. So thanks so much for asking me to be a part of this. We are loving your content. I love the memes. I love the Real Housewives content. I definitely love the Marvel content and we can't wait to see what you're doing. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Ashley. I, uh, you know what? She mentioned Suicide Squad in that message too. And it, it really is. It, it's so like polarizing as a movie. But like, I almost feel like you have to kind of watch it before you watch Birds of Prey. Just so you can kind of get a little context and you can see how well she portrays this character. Because Harley Quinn really is a, a such a, oh, how do you, a melting pot of words you find in the store i don't know a melting pot of just ridiculousness that you find in colors like put in a whole crayon case in every personality trait you can think of shake it up throw it on the ground and you got harley quinn but suicide squad at least you could watch for the cast at least or maybe you know it's got you know will smith margot robbie uh, Viola Davis, you know, Ben Affleck makes an appearance. It's got Joel Kinnaman. You know, it's a great cast, at least. It just wasn't the best executed movie, but it's not, I mean, you know, you, you see I'm trying my hardest to, you know, to, to fight for it. I don't know why them people don't pay me. Let me move the hell on. You know, check out Birds of Prey wherever you watch your movies. I don't know if it's up on any streamers right now. It was on HBO for a while, but I think they've taken it down now. But if you, you know, take the time, rent it or find it on TV, check it out. It's a great, colorful movie. I was about to say you can watch it with your kids, but I don't think I'll go that far. But watch it by yourself. You know, enjoy the colors. Enjoy the the actual vision. Enjoy the great fight scenes. I love the big fight scene at the end. Uh, There's so many scenes in this movie I love. Just go check it out if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, watch it again for me and let me know when you're watching it. And I'll press play at the exact same time. Funny story about this next one. I actually, when I was looking through my responses, I told you I I had a a ton of responses. Some of the ones I got were super surprising because I didn't recognize them like off the top of my head. And you know, I'm me, I'm I'm comic book down. I'm always in a comic book, always watching a comic book TV show, a movie, anything. You know, I'm I'm TV and film, anything. I'll I'll literally watch anything. I almost read anything too. It's kind of ridiculous. But I saw. One of my favorite podcasters, Eugene from the uh, the Problem Attic podcast. I actually I saw his response and he said Voltron, 
And at first, I didn't recognize the name. I was like, Voltron, Voltron, Voltron. I'm trying to think, I'm like snapping my fingers, like Voltron, Voltron. What the hell is that? I couldn't for the life of me remember. And so before I, you know, told him to uh, to tell us a little about it, I was like, what the hell is Voltron? I'm like, what is that? And he went, once he started describing it, I was like, oh my God, Voltron. I remember Voltron. I see when it first, I wasn't born when it first came out, but you know, they've done so many iterations of that show that it's a cartoon that I couldn't for I was like, what is that? And then I found, okay, I've had some Voltrons during my lifetime. And funny enough, when I was a kid, this is how like ridiculous I was. I would tell my dad, my dad had shows that he had to record for me while I was at school. Now keep in mind, this is when we had VCR tapes. So he would get a blank VCR tape. He would get, uh, oh, let me tell y'all, this could be a little side note, but this is so trifling. What he would do is he would get a blank tape and like, if it's just something I want to watch on TV, he would record it for me every day. He'd set the timer. It would always record it, you know, like clockwork. There were certain things and like Power Rangers was one of them. I always, if I miss Power Rangers, you might as well, uh, tell them I'm not coming to school the next day because I'm throwing a damn fit. I loved me some Power Rangers. And I remember watching Power Rangers one day and, you know, he knew I was obsessed with it and he kind of comes in and I remember him being like, this is just literally like Voltron, but with people. And I was like, what the hell are you, you know, I didn't say what the hell are you talking about. I was like five or six, but I was like, I was like, what is Voltron? He was like, oh, don't worry about it. But then of course, later on in life, I watched Voltron a little bit because I was a little older and it was actually you know, there was a new version out, you know, they've done like, uh, Lion Force, which is what Eugene was talking about. Then they've done like the, uh, the Defender something. I don't know. It's been a lot of them, but it's so funny. He brought that up. And I think that if you hear him describe this cartoon, I think you might actually remember it from your childhood too. So let me throw it over to Eugene. Kendrick, it's Eugene from Problematic Pod. Listen, Voltron, if you can check out Voltron, I highly recommend it. Like, I think it came out in like 1984. Um, Japanese animation and it just has this like nostalgia that I think everyone should appreciate uh, five robotic Voltron uh, five robotic lions come together to uh, form this like defender of the unif- of the galaxy and it's great it's uh, better than G.I. Joe better than uh, anything really there are five pilots that li- like stay inside of these five robot lions uh, they come together to form like the arms and the legs and the trunk and the head. And uh, I think there were a pair of brothers. I think eventually they got a girl pilot. So it's kind of inclusive. And the animation was kind of out of the world for uh, early 80s. But the best part about Voltron is if you couldn't afford all five toys and your parents just bought you one of the lions, you could just find four friends that had their other lions and create your own Voltron. <laughs> What's funny is almost going off on a tangent. I remember, like as a kid, I always made good grades. Like I made good grades like all throughout like you know high school and stuff. And that college child, depending on how hungover I was, but I and you know coming up, I always made good grades. And because of that, like I would always be able to get my dad to buy me stuff. We were like we raised, we weren't we weren't poor poor, but we weren't like we definitely didn't have like you know money money or nothing like that. You know we were definitely a lower middle class family. You know, I, you know, I, you know, not important, but anyway, I remember like I stuff like that. 
I would always ask for. So like the Power Rangers stuff, you know, they have the little collectibles that you get and they have the little uh, transformer thing that you, you know, you hold in your hand when they say, uh, what is it? It's morphin' time. And then they hold a thing out. I had one of those, but none of the other kids in the neighborhood did. And then I got different colors. I got them specifically just to piss the other kids off because they couldn't get them. And so I like had all of them. Then they would come to play with me. And they were like, oh, can you bring your, your Power Rangers things outside? I'm like, oh, no, sorry. I, you know, I only bring one out at a time. And, you know, maybe if you guys can get some, then we could all be Power Rangers. And so, you know, needless to say, I wasn't a very popular kid. They all hated me. I was super snotty, but <laughs> not much has changed. It's okay. Voltron, actually, you can find, if you guys have stars, I think they have episodes of it on stars. I'm not sure which version it is, but it's definitely on there. You might, you know, depending on your Hulu subscription, I think it's on there too. So if you need a little nostalgia in your life, go ahead and check out, uh, I was about to say Ultron, child. Don't watch Age of Ultron. They they tricked us enough of that shit when we were watching WandaVision. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't watch Age of Ultron. We've watched that enough. Watch Voltron on Stars. Check it out. Okay. So our past... Like, I don't know how many, maybe month and a half of Fridays has been amazing. Not only were we watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, another show that I kind of wanted to do a series on, I thought it would last a little longer, was Invincible on Amazon, Amazon Prime Video. I wanted to cover it so bad, I assumed that like I would be able to do an episode after it all, the season finale. It's, it finale uh, the day before this podcast come out so i had planned on doing that but then i was like damn that ended fast but don't worry they've been renewed for two more seasons already it's a cartoon but it is oh my god it's like it puts you in the mind of the boys (laughs) except the cartoon version but it's so great the animated version if you need a show where like you get reminded of your teenage years but you also are witnessing a lot of brutality and blood and gore and just all around insanity. This is your show. I have been obsessed since it aired. It's on the first season. It's only eight episodes. So you can watch it, you know, in a day. It's only all episodes are between like 40 to 45 minutes long. So not too bad. You know, have it on in the background while you watch. Well, actually, no. Pay attention to it because it's a great show. It always hits you with a twist or a turn. It centers around a kid. I think on this version, he is Asian-American. His kid named Mark Grayson. His dad is a hero named Omni-Man, Nolan Grayson, Omni-Man, who, uh, you know, he's from a different planet, alien. He comes to Earth, I think, about a couple of decades before, like, the show is set. He marries, they have Mark, and then Mark, you know, they always assume his powers will come one day, but then finally on the show, they develop. And so now he gets the opportunity to be his own superhero and all this kind of stuff. His dad trains him, but everything in between, he's still, you know, he's a teenager, obviously, so he's still dealing with uh, all the stuff that comes with being a teenager, you know, girls and uh, trying to figure out what the hell is going on with life, hating his parents sometimes, but trying to still be a good superhero now the show has so many twists and turns to it that that almost sounds like a super bad recap that's just very base level of what's going on but he has to deal with so much and the episodes are so 
all the episodes are so packed with so many different things going on, but it always makes sense by the end of the episode until bam, they throw a little curve at you and then you don't know what, what the hell's going on until you watch it again next Friday. Now we've gotten eight episodes. That was the whole first season. We're getting two and three at some point, hopefully soon because I'm ready for them right damn now. But when I, uh, I saw this response in my, um, you know, my little field of responses a lot too. I mean a lot. So apparently everybody's watching and they, people are watching enough to where they've already renewed it for two more seasons. So come on invincible. If you haven't watched yet, you definitely got to check it out. I'm going to throw it to one of my other favorite podcasters, Donnie. He's going to tell you why he's been kind of obsessed with it every Friday, too. Donnie's been watching both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Invincible on Fridays, just like me. So let me throw it to Donnie to tell you guys a little bit more about Invincible, Mark Grayson, and the gang. Hey, this is Donnie Hatfield-Smith from the Truly Anything podcast and Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. Invincible on Amazon delivers on all accounts. It has the blood and gore of the boys. It has the teenage drama of Dawson's Creek. And it has the family drama of Shameless. All combined is one of the greatest superhero shows of all time. I'll say it. Starting from the very first episode, just when you think you have something figured out, basically the opposite happens. And it provides quite a ride, and you are on the edge of your seat for the entire time. And I'm clearly not the only one that thinks this way, because it was just picked up for a season two and three, and quite frankly, I'm going to need a Xanax to get through that. I don't know if I can handle it, but I'm excited for the journey to get there. Describing it as both Dawson's Creek and Shameless is actually the perfect way to say this. Throw in a little Marvel or DC and you're good. Actually, while we're talking about it, if you are a comic book reader, you know me. I'm always pushing y'all to get Marvel Unlimited. I love Marvel Unlimited. I read all the comics on there. I'm just going through just having the time of my damn life. But if you do have Marvel Unlimited or you do want to read some comics, Invincible actually crossed over with Spider-Man before. So that's actually a fun little ride. So if you want to, you know, get a little intro to the character before you actually watch, check that out. I mean, you might love it. This show actually stars, you know, Sandra Oh, who y'all know from Grey's Anatomy. J.K. Simmons, who you know basically as the white Samuel Samuel Jackson, who's been in fucking everything. <laughs> we got Zachary Quinto. We got, oh God, I feel like everybody's been on this show. A lot of different uh, people have like been guest starring and going on. The whole cast, it, it, It's a lot of people. I love this ride. I've loved it as an accompaniment to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And I'm talking about the TV show, not Steve Rogers. And so, I mean, check it out. It's worth it. I know some people don't do animation as much, but there are certain animations that are geared more so to more so towards adults so it's, it's really one of those that you can get into it gives you a little nostalgia while it also gives you the brutal reality of what life would be like if we did have superheroes running around on earth a lot sounds kind of like another amazon show i'm thinking of hmm i wonder if that'll come up in this episode of fucking course it will you know what i'm talking about invincibles 
All episodes are now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Go check it out and let me know what you think. Okay, I'm about to hit y'all with a, a Tamara Judge. That's my opinion! I've got an opinion about a show that I love so much. It's Titans, Titans, Titans <laughs> on HBO Max. It used to be on DC, whatever the hell that short-lived app was that none of us got. But it's on HBO Max now. That's all that really matters. Titans, I love so much. And I think they are the most beautiful cast of people on TV. Now, I know that's very shallow to say. I don't give a damn. I love looking at them. They are a beautiful group of people. Brenton Thwaites, beautiful. Anna Diop, beautiful. Uh, Alan Richson, beautiful. Minka Kelly, beautiful. Just a lot of beautiful. Joshua Orpin, Beautiful. Just a lot of beautiful ass people on one show. Kern Walters, beautiful. I just love looking at them. If you don't want to pay attention to the looks, I don't know why you're here. No, I'm just kidding. If you don't want to pay attention to the looks, the actual show is great. You all watch Teen Titans as kids. It's that except uh, a little bit more adults. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of bits. And it's not animation. It's you know, real life people. I just told y'all they're beautiful. Check it out. It's on HBO Max now. Instead of that, whatever. I I, I didn't even bother looking up the name of it because I never got it. I, DC wasn't about to trick me into doing all this. Y'all got too much going on at DC. Nobody cares enough to try to get up on Marvel's level when it comes to uh, yeah, all these different universes they got going on right now. I'm not DC. I wouldn't go do that with y'all, but. I'm glad y'all have finally struck this deal with HBO and y'all are starting to get your stuff together. The show revolves around a group of heroes, about four or five of them, who have actually disbanded. They're not together anymore, but they slowly start coming back together to solve a, you know, a mission of their own. And they start getting in new members, some of which you probably recognize from the Teen Titans. It's a great ride. I love that they've kind of, you know, changed a few of the characters a little bit. They've done their own little spin on it, and it's very... It, it, it held my attention the entire time. I was ready for the new episodes and stuff. I loved it. Go ahead and binge the first two seasons that are out because season three actually arrives on HBO Max, I believe, in July of this year. So you've got a couple of months, but go ahead and, you know, check it out. Fall in love with all the people like I do. You're going to love it. I actually convinced Samaj, who you heard from earlier, from the Me, I Am Cancer podcast. I convinced him to start watching it because he's like a DC super fan. He loves DC the way I love Marvel. And so I was like, okay, if you're watching that thing, you got to watch Titans because as far as like DC TV, hell, DC TV and movies, as far as that goes, it's one of the better projects, I think. I love, I feel like most people are falling in love with the characters and the stories and all like that. Plus, they have some of the best costuming, which I know is a, a weird thing to focus on, but they have some of the best costuming across the board, like not just for DC, not just for Marvel, across the board. The, they do like these big costume reveals on social media before the new seasons and stuff, and they've now given us like Anna Diop's costume. I mean, wow, phenomenal costuming. I love it all. Let me throw it to Samaj, though, and tell you about he, you know, he's going to tell you about his journey that he's gone on with this show because now he's in love with it just like I am.
Hendrick, this is Samaj from the Me I Am Cancel podcast out May 14th. <laughs> Little plug for myself there. Sorry. I'm here to plug Titans. So actually, Kendrick, you got me started on Titans. I had no clue what it was. I'm like, oh, I'm like, DC, this has got to be good. I'm like, well, what is this? And you said it's the Teen Titans version that they couldn't show you on regular TV. The one that HBO had to take because it's dark, it's gritty, and you're right. And I love it. It's dark, it's gritty, it's great. It's like giving our superheroes... Just a very human feel. It makes them more accessible. Uh, the action is great. The fighting is great. The storylines are great. They're all adults, so everything feels very real and is relatable. And it's just DC doing what it does best, giving you that drama. Okay, DC does drama. I feel like Marvel is really into like you know the fighting of all the action, uh, you know like the story, the scene, the visuals, the optics. DC is gonna open up those heartstrings for you and like you know make you feel something. And that's why I like DC, because it's, it's just high, high drama. I feel like DC is like the Housewives, and Marvel's like Survivor. Also, I like the pageantry. I like the costumery of a superhero. I like the fantasy of a superhero. I like the glitz and the glam, the art, the drama. We live for the drama. First of all, not Samaj dropping into the uh, the R and B whisper at the end of his pa- at, at, at the end of his note to to give you a little sexy talking about DC, and not the fact that we were both slandering the other one's uh, favorite comic book house. I slandered DC, he slandered Marvel, but you know what? It's all good with me. Check out Titans, and you know what? You actually get to one of the most random things that I loved about the show. You get to hear Alan Richardson sing. Remember, he tried out for American Idol. If you guys watch, uh, what was it, Blue Mountain something, whatever it was, that stupid show. He was on there. He was the main guy, Thad. And he actually, though, like, he is a performer. Like, he was on American Idol, tried out. He made it to, I think, the next round, but probably got sent home super early. But when he sing, he sung on this show in an episode and blew me away because I completely forgot that it was him singing. And so when that scene came on, I was like, wait a minute, who is that? Is that him? Was that really? And so I had to, like, go to Google and figure it out. I'm like, oh, shit, that was him singing. I went down a whole rabbit hole of, like, audition tapes on YouTube. It was it was a whole mess. That's neither here nor there. Check it out. Go on there. He does, like, Insta Church. I'm sorry. I, I keep going on random tangents. He does, like, Insta Church on his uh, Instagram every Sunday, too. And they're so interesting. I, I like, I don't, I, I can't explain it. But I, like, tune in every single Sunday. It's not a live or anything. He just, like, posts the video on his Instagram, and I'm always, like, laying down, being, like, a lazy jackass, and just, like, I watch it, and it's, like, the most fascinating thing in the world to me, because the people, like, you least expect, like, can, they know the Bible, like, the back of their hands, and they're saying, but he's, like, one of those people, like, he loves to, like, incorporate stories, it's just, so I don't know, it's so hard to explain, but it, it fascinates me so much, but anyway, he's busting it wide open on this show, so... <laughs> We know we love balance, okay? We know we love dichotomy. Check out Titans. It's currently airing on HBO Max. Get caught up before season three, and we'll all watch it together. I'll be covering it heavy on the Instagram and the podcast, so get ready. Now, if you're a fan of Titans, you knew I couldn't talk about Titans without talking about Doom Patrol. They're basically yin and yang. They're two separate shows entirely. They even kind of like have different feels to them, but... 
you can't talk about one without talking about the other one. They're both, you know, come from that DC, whatever the hell it is, that DC app short lived, but they're both HBO max properties now. So it has two seasons right now too, I think. So you can go and get caught up on that as well. It's more so about there's this group of superheroes who all like got their powers through like tragic accidents, like race car driving and uh, being on a movie set where it's a lot. They've all gotten their powers like it through random, ridiculous ways. And now they're all kind of like under one roof and like being shunned by society and all this kind of stuff. It's a really fun ride. And fun fact, we actually get to see another version of Cyborg in this show. So, you know, like me, I've been like all like gung ho about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Child, I can't remember the name of the damn movie so long. Zack Snyder's Justice League. And you know, I told you we had like the best version of Cyborg in that movie because in the original one, we it was horrible. We barely got to meet him, but this is such a flushed out character and everything. So, but the, on uh, Doom Patrol, you actually do get a great version of Cyborg. I really do like that version of the character, even though it's, it's played by two different actors, though, keep in mind. But the one from Zack Snyder's Justice League, love it. You know, don't, hold that amazingness over this actor's head because he really is good in his own right too. I don't actually want to talk too much about Doom Patrol because I got Nick and Nick actually does a great job of summarizing everything and, you know, reeling you in and hooking you and getting you to watch this show. So let me throw it over to Nick because he did a great job of it. Hey Kendrick, it's Nick from LA. Um, here to rave about Doom Patrol with you. I mean, it's nuts. And it's kind of nuts in a way like Legion is um, from just the way they go down different alleyways with being psychic and mental illnesses and um, different characters that might be tertiary in the universe. Um, I mean, the main characters in Doom Patrol, Brendan Fraser is hilarious. Um, Matt Bomer, I mean, you get to hear his voice, which is enough, even though he's wrapped in bandages all the time. Um, and it's a great, you know, representation of a gay character. Um, Jane, I mean, what can we say about Jane? That that character is so cool and so multi-layered, obviously, because of multiple personalities. And the underground, I mean, I just love every episode where they go into the underground, into her subconscious, into... Who is the one in power? What is the backstory of her, of the body she's in? Um, and even Rita is, like, hilarious with old, like, Hollywood sayings and stuff. Um, and we get to see Cyborg, which is cool. You know, a different kind of Cyborg than the Snyder Cyborg. I mean, the show is nuts. I, I'll just throw some phrases out there, like, donkey wormhole and letting the butts run loose and the sex patrol. Um, they made a giant roach and a rat make out. Uh, they have a gender queer street that is a sentient urban area. Um, animal vegetable mineral man played by Alec Mappa, hilarious. Um, a guy who tastes beard hairs to find people. Um, just all around nuts. Uh, I really love it, and I think people should try it. I mean, season two was great too. So uh, that's the Doom Patrol for me. I think I'm going to go read the comics. Because I love it.
once again, Doom Patrol comes on HBO Max. The third season is gearing up. They're filming. They're doing their damn thing. Get ready with that. Get ready with Titans. I'm going to be covering a lot of DC stuff coming up. It's just DC really hasn't given us much to talk about. You know, they're kind of behind the game when it comes to, you know, Marvel and content. So, you know, once we actually get these back, these are my favorite, you know, DC properties. So once we actually get them back, I'll be doing a lot more talking about them. Get caught up. You don't want to miss those episodes. Let's move on to one of my favorite, 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 favorite things. And judging by those comments, your favorite too. What do you think I'm talking about? Of course, I'm talking about The Boys on Amazon Prime Video. Now, The Boys. This show is probably some of the most ridiculous, but so perfectly reimagined superhero telling that we've ever seen. This is basically a world where, where we would think that Okay, so we have our our reality where celebrities rule the world and we're always looking to see what they're doing and they're all terrible people behind closed doors, but they have to put on like that perfect face. The boys in their universe, this is basically, we have this group called the Seven. There are other superheroes, but the Seven is like the, basically like the Justice League, the Avengers. It's their like main superheroes, but like they have movies, they have, uh, you know, merchandise. They're the most famous superheroes on the planet. And if you get put into the seven as a superhero, you are, you're golden because now you're on every cereal box. You're in every movie, everything like that. So the problem is their personal lives really have to be kept a secret because they're all terrible people. Like they're committing murders. They're going to clubs doing cocaine and uh getting BJs in the back room or you know, handy J's, all kind of stuff at the club. Justice for handy J's. But they're doing all this at the club and you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to kind of imagine like I wonder what what a superhero would be like if they lived in our own society. And it's a lot closer to that than you would think. I don't think everybody would be a Steve Rogers. I think we'd have a lot more Homelanders running around. Homelander, if y'all have been following my Instagram account for a while, you know Homelander and the guy that plays him, Tony Starr. My favorite, favorite, favorite here. I love me some Homelander. Homelander is psychotic. He's angry. He's unhinged. But he's supposed to be like the perfect superhero everyone trusts them you know he he wears the colors of you know red white and blue he's america he's the, the you know the golden child everyone loves homelander he's that superhero super overpowered puts you in the mind of superman basically the version of superman from a reality where he is absolutely a psycho a maniac everything here's johnny everything you could think of that's what Homelander is. But the boys, the show is named after the boys, the guys that are trying to bring the seven down. The seven has done some terrible things throughout their careers. I mean, some terrible things. You'll see why one of the members is so mad early on in the series, like within the first few minutes of the first episode. And it'll, it'll light a fire on you because you realize just how bad these superheroes are. 
And so we get this group called, they never really called themselves the boys. Well, they called themselves the boys, but, you know, it, it's more so we know they're the boys, even though it's not all boys, keep in mind. They, it, it's so good. This group, they're doing everything they can to bring these people down, but they end up, you know, they they go tit for tat because the seven is not going down easily. Check it out. Amazon Prime Video. I've got Stephanie here. Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Y'all know I love me some Stephanie. She loves the boys as much as I love the boys. She loves Homelander as much as I love Homelander. Let me throw it over to Stephanie to tell you all about the boys and why you should be watching it every chance you get. Watch it all too before season three comes because season three, they said it's going to contain an episode that we've seen in the graphic novels that is the oh my god. So we're supposedly going to see that. You got to watch it to witness it because everything that you're thinking about a show about superheroes being bad, you have to multiply about like 80 million because it's so much worse than that. Let me throw it over to Stephanie before I keep talking about him because it's such an amazing show. Hey, everybody. This is Stephanie, host of the Mocha Minutes podcast. And I just wanted to drop this little recording about the boys. Now, I am somebody who loves comic book uh, shows and movies. I am definitely big on them. I it, it's so this is my um, take on how I feel about comic book movies. When it comes to shows and uh, movies, I am a Marvel girl. When it comes to mm, animation, I am a DC girl. However, um. And Kendra could probably give you more information about what universe the boys um, is involved in. But I do not believe it's Marvel. It seems a little too dark. Um, I loved the boys. I had no idea it was a comic book thing. I have Kendra's my only buddy. Excuse me. My buddy Brandon from Why so Ser- the Why So Serious podcast. He and oh, Wade from Old Man Wade. And Rashani from the Single Simulcast and Hindsight and literally a gang of other podcasts. They are big comic book heads. I was so impressed by the boys. I kind of love dark twists on um, what we think of as uh, superheroes. Because literally they are just, literally sometimes they're just assholes who have superpowers. And my God, if you can think of like a horrible, horrible person being able to have super strength and fly... Woo, it's amazing. Um, so my favorite, <laughs> my favorite, I have two favorite characters. The first is, I'm going to use some of the um, superheroes, uh, is Homelander. He is literally my favorite. He is a terrible piece of shit person. But the character of Homelander, amazingly, wickedly dark, but also entertaining my other favorite person is one of the boys because essentially the boys um centers around uh normal like i don't say normal but human beings without superpowers and how they have a disdain for them so my and i should love um my favorite carl urban the chameleon of an actor that he is. I thoroughly enjoy the character of Huey. And fun fact, he is played by Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. Mind you, I saw his last name. I was like, that looks familiar. But Jack Quaid is the son of um, Dennis Quaid. So, and if you look at his face, you're like, yeah, you see it. He looks like his dad. 
those are my two favorite characters. It is a very good show. In the second season, they literally brought someone who was old enough to, who's old enough, and she is literally a Nazi. Um, Kendra could probably give you more information about the actual character, but God, she was evilly dark. And I think because we're in 2020, um, because this is when it aired, the reason why she didn't go as dark as she probably could for someone who used to be a Nazi is because it's 2020. It may have been like ooh, too jarring, but I implore all of you, watch two seasons of The Boys. It's definitely not a miss. The Boys is absolutely not a miss. I mean, it's a hit in every single way. The character she's talking about is so funny because the name triggered me so much but i'm gonna let y'all wait to find that out if you know who my favorite marvel character is one of my favorite marvel characters probably my favorite marvel character if you know who that is then you know why her name triggered me so much on that show and why she was such a horrible person the one that stephanie's talking about if you don't know go watch the show it's worth it and just to her point she was asking whether it was uh dc or marvel that's actually dynamite. So there are a lot of different uh, people don't really kind of realize, but there are a lot of different comic book houses outside of Marvel and DC. It's just that Marvel and DC make up a great portion of the comics published and the comics uh, purchased every single year because we know those heroes. We love those heroes. We've fallen in love with the heroes all over again. We've seen them in movies, film, you know, we've seen them in everything. So we love them, but, there are a lot of different comic book houses out there. This is Dynamite. So Dynamite is behind like the uh, the Battlestar Galactica comic books. The, uh, what else? The Captain Victory comic books, if y'all know what that is. Bionic Man. Uh, they have like a lot of like Betty Boop comic books too. They've got the, the uh, is the Expendables? I think the Expendables is Dynamite. Uh, who else? Oh God, there are a lot of them, but... They, Project Superpowers, I don't know if y'all know what Project Superpowers is, but that's a good one. They, they're behind a lot of good stuff. There are a lot of other good comic book houses out there. I feel like I need to do an episode maybe on that too, but I probably won't because if y'all don't know who the hell they are, there's no point in talking about them shit. I don't know. But regardless, get you some Amazon Prime so you can watch The Boys. I promise you there's not a dull episode of The Boys in either season. And, you know... We talk a lot about the sophomore slump, how like a show will have such a fantastic season one, but will then kind of slump in the second season. Oh no, the boys has not been bad yet. Like it literally goes up and stays up. It's so damn good. It was the show. It was the show when it premiered season two, like everything about it. Just so good. Check it out. Amazon prime. I've only got one more show to talk about. Before I kind of give you all a little speed round of other things to, you know, check out during this time. But if you know me, if you know me, me, if you know me, you knew I was going to sing right there. <laughs> if you know me, you know, my favorite thing, my favorite person. Let's start with that in the world is Regina King. I love Regina King like she is a family member. I will watch anything she does. I will watch anything she directs, acts in, writes the script for. I don't give a damn. I'm watching it. I love me some Regina King. I love her to the moon and back. Take me to the moon. I love me some Regina King, okay? So you should know that when they announced 
that one of my favorite directors, Damon Lindelof, was going to be doing a version of Watchmen. And Watchmen, by the way, is one of my favorite comic book runs of all time. And I actually loved the movie. I loved the movie that they did. It really followed the comics. There was only one real change, but it really followed the comics. It was what you would think of like a comic book fan wants if they say stick to the source material. It was really good at that, the movie. But better than the movie, in my opinion, leaps and bounds better, was HBO's nine-episode TV series that they did called, was it nine or ten episodes? I think it was nine. Nine episodes called Watchmen. So good. It starred Regina King, but it had a host of other amazing actors and actresses, legendary people. Regina King played a new character called Sister Knight. And this uh, is part, it's important to know that, you know, if you've seen the movies, but have, haven't necessarily read the comics, it's important to know that this show actually is a continuation of the comics. So at the end of the comics, a giant squid is like, I know this sounds crazy, but a giant squid is used to kill millions of people in New York, and it's done by one of the actual heroes. And so you see them living in a world that kind of, kind of, you know, is in that galaxy, kind of deals with the ramifications of that damn squid. And you'll find, you'll see what I'm talking about in the first episode if you watch. But we get so much, uh, oh, God, it's so steeped in, you know, it's steeped in race. It's steeped in politics. It's steeped in everything you can imagine. It's such a smart show. It's such a fun show. It's high action. It's uh, amazing acting. Keep in mind, Regina King won yet another Emmy for her portrayal of Sister Knight, a.k.a. Angela Abar, on this show. It's, oh God. I can't talk about this show enough. And y'all know I don't need an excuse. I talk about it whenever I can on Instagram. I love Watchmen on HBO. They're actually doing the work and giving us historical stuff that we don't get to learn in schools. Now, I knew about the Tulsa Massacre or what they try to call the race riots, which it was not. It was people coming in and viciously murdering black people in an area on uh, Black Wall Street, as they refer to it. I love that this show not only showcased so much of our history that people try to erase, I love that it also, oh God, it was so, so science fiction that it almost takes you out of it. But even still in such a world where you're dealing with squids and you're dealing with uh, a Dr. Manhattan, who's also the definition of OP, overpowered, such a, oh boy. Everything about this show, I love. For me, it was 10s across the board all the way through. I loved every minute of it. It ended perfectly. I don't need another season of it, even though I'm the biggest fan of it in the world. I think I'm one of those people, like, if it ends perfectly, I don't need more of it. I'm okay with it just ending like that and letting me sit in that amazingness. That's why I don't want Steve Rogers to come back in another thing. I don't know. Let me not get on that because I'll go on about that all day. Instead... Let me throw it over to Katie, who loves the Watchmen just as much as I do. And she has some thoughts on the show as a whole. She loved it. I loved it. Your mama loved it. Your daddy loved it, I'm sure. Check it out. Hey, Kendrick. It's Katie from Kentucky. And I am going to talk about what I loved about Watchmen. One, Regina King, period. Needs no other explanation. 
that woman is a goddess and I adore her. Two, it is probably one of the most fantastic science fiction superhero shows I've ever seen in my life. I'm not really big with sci-fi for the most part and that show blew my mind. Um, The twists, the turns, I just, I want to give it all away but then I don't want to give anything away because I want everybody who hasn't watched this yet to just listen to this podcast and then binge it all weekend long. I think I would be crazy not to mention the fact that it starts with the Tulsa massacre and I think it's probably one of the best and most horrific depictions of what happened Um, but bringing true history that's never discussed in schools and starting an entire show with that is so important and it's it that show created a huge dialogue towards a horrific piece of black history that was whitewashed and ignored for years um I didn't learn about it in school I know my children won't learn about it in school but thanks to Watchmen there's a whole generation of people who've now learned about that and it's so incredibly important last but not least um one There were parts of the show also that basically terrified me with nothing happening. And I think in order to have somebody literally shocked, terrified, excited the entire time is so hard to do. Even the quote-unquote slow episodes, because we all know any HBO series is going to have one or two, weren't slow. They were still fantastic. I could go on and on it's it really is just it's a masterpiece and without giving anything away it probably is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life period one last thing I have to say hey baby we're in fucking trouble oh it's such a good show keep watching it everybody just watch it forever fair warning I feel like I always have I have to say it just because I know my audience is such Marvel lovers. This is a very adult show. So, you know, if you're afraid of, you know, flaccid penises being thrown across the screen or, uh, you know, any, any you know, language or any of those kind of concerns, might not be the show for you. But it is definitely one of the best I've ever seen. I'm obsessed with it. I, I do a rewatch probably once every maybe two months just because I love it that much. I'll never stop loving it. As long as Regina King's in it, I'm going to watch it every single time. Check it out. It's only less than 10 episodes, hour each, HBO. You're going to, I mean, you can't go wrong with it. Satisfying conclusion. It all wrapped up well. It was told so many amazing stories throughout the entire thing. Jeremy Irons is in it, and he's Ozymandias, and which is already a great character, but his take on the character is fantastic. Gene Smart. I mean, there are so many great actors and actresses in this. Yaya, who also won an Emmy for this show. I mean, you can't, you literally can't go wrong with it. It was like the most nominated show 
when it was what was this two years ago at last year's Emmys, literally the most nominated show and won so all of the awards they got were deserved. So if you haven't watched Watchmen yet, just go ahead. I know you've been putting it off. Go ahead. Watch the the nine episodes. You won't regret it. It'll be one of your favorite superhero watches, too. I love everything about it. Now, we've talked about all the things that you guys want to talk about. I almost want to just put 60 seconds on the clock, and I want to just run through a few others that I think you guys would like. Now, there's some pretty nerdy stuff in here, but if you have an open mind, if you want to, you know, Check out something you've maybe never seen before, a genre that you might never seen before. Open up your ears for me. Let me borrow them for a minute. I'm just going to tell you some other things that I love, old, new, uh, uh, decades, old. It doesn't matter. Going to be a lot of great stuff. Listen up. Give me your ear. Do I have your ear yet? I got your nose. Give me your ear. You can have your nose back. Let's go. I told y'all I love Code 8. It's a movie that stars Robbie Amell, Stephen Amell. Uh, it's a whole nother world. Basically, Pokemon, if they were humans. Check it out. Great movie. Uh, satisfying ending. Love it. Uh, Kick-Ass. I told y'all I watch Kick-Ass at least once a month. I love me some Kick-Ass. I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. I love uh, Evan Peters. Together in one movie, can't go wrong. Bruce Willis. All our favorite people in one movie. It's a comedy. It's hilarious, but it's also gives you a little, a little superhero drama. We love a little superhero superhero drama can't go wrong with that uh unbreakable i love unbreakable if we we have a whole little trilogy in my shaman unbreakable split and glass all in one uh you know little sitting go ahead sit down watch all three of those you're gonna get some amazing acting you're gonna get some uh superhero stuff that you didn't know was superhero stuff we still don't know if it's superhero stuff or just people that are incredibly unhinged but we love it anyway hancock oldie but goodie you can't go wrong will smith i love will smith anything he leads i'll watch uh the darkest minds a movie that uh stars young amanda c we love little amanda such a great little actress uh i check it out it's great too scott pilgrim a classic if you want to laugh scott pilgrim is the movie for you we meet a lot of our favorite people who are currently in uh marvel and dc movies now they're all in there check that out too Oh, God, I'm panicking. Big Hero 6, I heard they're coming to the MCU, so you might as well go ahead and watch them. I think they're coming to Disney Plus any day now. There we go. That's all I'm giving you. I was going to give you, like, Dread. I love Dread, too. Let me just throw it out there. I love Dread. I think I told y'all about this. Uh, Oh, boy. When did I tell y'all about Dread? I told y'all about Dread a few, maybe last week or earlier this week. I watched it uh, and, uh, you know, Instagram storied about it. I love Dread. It's Carl Urban, who is the guy that's on The Boys now that Stephanie was talking about earlier. Stephanie from the Mocha Mendes podcast. Love that, too. Okay, I'm out of breath now. I'm done. You guys, I gave y'all a lot of good stuff. I, I This was your episode. I let y'all do the talking. I love all of these shows that y'all named. I love all the stuff that I named. Check it out as soon as possible. Love you guys. Next week, I'll be back with another fun episode. I don't know what about yet, but we're going to figure it out. We don't have any content right now, but I'm sure if I look out there, there's some content that we can talk about. I love you guys. Uh, See ya. No, not see ya. I don't want to end it like that. How do I want to end this? Uh, Life finds a way. No, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say. 
you guys, this is a great a great little experience. I love doing this with y'all. I'm trying to keep the, the couples podcast nickname that I've acquired going. You know, I'm trying to help y'all all still talk about one thing, have at least one thing in common under one roof. Now y'all can talk about Marvel and uh, the Bravo and uh, Lifetime reality shows or whatever you're watching right now. Unfortunately, we got a little break. I'm going to be doing a little. I'm hoping. Okay. I'm hoping to start doing a little cosplay. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm hoping to do a little of it. Y'all know if you follow me on Instagram at Housewives Marvel Podcast, you know my mask collection is already insane. My headpiece collection is kind of ridiculous. It's growing every day. I'm, I want to, at some point I'm going to start a Patreon, but I want to start like getting into cosplay and a little bit before that. So that when I start doing videos on Patreon for like the higher level that want that are interested in cosplay, I want to start doing it. So maybe I'll start testing that out with y'all too. Y'all just let me know if you have ideas for a future episode during this little break time for a bonus episode, you know, let me know. I'm always open. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here for you guys. Y'all dictate everything that I talk about. So y'all let me know. I'm going to take my ass to bed after I get done editing this and I will see you guys next week. See ya. As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at Housewives Marvel Podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.